0: Welcome to Passion, a show about love, sex, and relationships. It is Tuesday, the night I reserve to answer all of your questions. So if you have questions about sex, love, relationships, do uh, text me or call me. You can text me at 514-800. You can call me at 514-790-0800. Uh, and some people prefer to email me, which is fine. You can email me to laurie at drlaurie.com anytime during the week. I also reserve the uh, beginning of every show during the week to answer some of your questions as well. So here goes. Uh, first question. When I was 15 years old, I had a couple of no-penetration homosexual experiences with my best friend. I was confused about my sexuality, but everything seemed to work out. I'm 25 now, and two months ago, I started going out with a woman that I really like. Am I obligated to tell her about my past. I don't know if anybody else. You're welcome to throw in your your own two cents uh, to help out our our listeners as well. A couple of questions I would have. First of all, are you still attracted to men? That's number one. Do you fantasize about men? Have you had crushes on men? Uh, those things would be uh, also determinants of one's sexual orientation. But there are a couple of things that came up for me as I'm uh, I'm reading this. First of all, it's entirely normal for young uh, for adolescents, early adolescents, to engage in some form of sex play in terms of uh, discovering it. But you wrote that you were confused about your sexuality, so I'm wondering if at that age you were already thinking that you weren't sure uh, what was going on, and so you tried. Tr- you know, maybe tried it out. You were curious or, or whatever. Uh, and you say, but everything seemed to work out. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure if you're totally at ease with your sexuality now at, uh, at 25, I'm not getting a sense of complete certainty in this. um, Usually, when when younger people experiment with someone of the same sex, they don't look at it as homosexual. Like they wouldn't have called it necessarily homosexual. But you identified it as such. So, did you? Does that mean you recognize that you had um, homosexual tendencies or or had some of that in you? So. Just to be on the safe side for yourself, I would recommend that you uh, see a psychologist or, or a sex therapist just to make sure that you don't have these questions that you're you're not feeling confused and really it's it's not so much which way you swing, so to speak that's uh, important, but you've got to know for you where you want to go and um, especially if you're thinking of committing to a life partner or what have you, you can be bisexual as well. And being bisexual, uh, you could at some point be attracted to men at some point, like you're, you can be attracted to um, either gender, uh, but then make a choice as to who you want to commit to, etc. And it's bisexuality is interesting because it's not like 50, 50. So you would want to know, where you have more, where you would lean, uh, towards. And if in fact you're bisexual, then telling a partner about this, I think, uh, would be important. And I, I would hope mm-hmm. that you'd be, uh, you'd feel safe to share, uh, to share your past or even your, your current questionings with, um, with a partner. So talking it out with a the therapist generally uh, could really be uh, be helpful. Uh, dear Doctor, I am a single, I'm single and a virgin, and I would like to know a simple thing about girls. Well, you know that all guys, when they masturbate, they come. I was wondering, when girls rub their, they he uses another word, I'm going to go with vulva, uh, do girls also come? If so, what do they excrete it would be interesting for me to know i asked this because i don't want to ask a girl out of nowhere and scare her it would be weird so good for you for uh wanting to get information about uh sexuality and and asking for this information so that's a that's good for to know this stuff, uh, so just to answer your question, yes, girls can and do orgasm with masturbation, or otherwise known as self-stimulation, and when women become aroused or excited. They uh, they do secrete or excrete, as you would call it, a, a vaginal fluid, and we call that lubrication. But this happens with or without an orgasm. So it's not you're thinking of what is the equivalent of the ejaculation, for example. But with women, some women can um, ejaculate and it would be a liquid. It wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be a sperm or anything that looks like yours. It would look more like urine actually, although it would be clear. Uh, but generally speaking, women do not ejaculate like, um, men do, which is why, by the way, women can actually fake an orgasm quite easily. Uh, so when a woman is excited whether she's touching herself or whether she's being touched, she will lubricate. Otherwise you might hear this as getting wet. Uh, she may, may not reach an orgasm, but this doesn't mean that she doesn't experience pleasure. A person can get a lot of pleasure of a sexual experience, whether solo or not without the experience of, um, an orgasm. So I hope that, uh, that answers that question. Are erections achieved during masturbation good enough for intercourse or is it possible that for sex one may need a stronger erection I found that I was able to ejaculate with weaker as well as with firmer erections some were longer and more intense than others so orgasms can be can vary greatly within uh, from person to person and also within one uh, one person, an orgasm may feel differently with masturbation than it does, uh, with a partner. But, um, and a person can also have an orgasm without an erection, believe it or not. It is, uh, it is absolutely possible. But for intercourse, it, it simply has to be rigid enough for penetration. So, um, It's hard for me to tell, uh, you would have to try it out to see, but generally speaking, uh, the, a firmer erection will be easier to enter. Whereas a weaker erection, you may have to uh, struggle a little bit more even using your hand or what have you to put it near the entry and, and, uh, do it that way. But generally speaking, I would say that, uh, yes, it, it could be within a guy that some erections are, are more firm than at other times, depending on the stimulation, depending on the length of stimulation, depending on the, um, uh, how, um, firm the stimulation is or, or fast or whatever it is that, that you particularly need. If you have questions for me, do send them in 514-800 to uh, text in a question that you have about love, sex, relationships. If you want to talk something out or get a bit of advice or direction as to where you can go uh, get some help, would uh, would love to help you out. 514-800 or call in at 514-790-0800. How do people with HIV have safe sex without infecting an HIV-free partner? Is Is it illegal in Montreal for someone with HIV to have sex with someone without telling that person that they are infected? Is it a criminal offense? That's a great question because there have been uh, such cases of people who knowingly infected, well, knowingly infected others, and that would be a criminal offense, I believe. But today, if you have HIV, there are medications that you take that completely reduce the viral load. In other words, the virus that can be transmitted. And all the studies are pointing to with the use of this medication that the viral load goes down to nil. It's not transmissible. Um, So you would hope that the person you're with who is HIV positive would be on, on that medication. But generally speaking, condoms protect from... Uh, HIV. Remember, it's transmitted through um, bodily fluids. But I think it is the responsible thing to do is to let a partner know that you are HIV positive. So I'm not sure about the criminality of it, but I do know there have been uh, cases around that. So if anybody else knows, and I can certainly ask my LGBTQ panel when we have them on in in a couple of weeks uh coming up a question about uh cheating and the internet will answer that a safe place to work out the kinks in any relationship it's Passion with CGAD 800's Dr. Lori Batito. Do you have any questions for me about uh, sex in general, about your sex life, your love life, or comments on any of the, uh, the other issues we're discussing tonight? You can text me at 514-800 or you can call in at 514-790-0800. I got this via email to Lori at DrLori.com. My husband and I have both used the internet for chatting purposes. It's never been a problem until now. Last week I came upon some of his emails and there were a couple from a woman whom I I never heard of and they were full of sex talk. I confronted him and he flew off the handle telling me I don't have the right to go through his personal email and that if I really had to know, it was just harmless, titillating chit chat and that he never had any intentions of meeting her. Now he's demanding an apology from me. What do you think? Which one of us crossed the line? Oh, I'm going to ask our listeners that. Which one of them crossed the line? Her for checking his email or him for having uh, sexting or emails, sexy emails with other women? I want to hear your thoughts at 514-800. I got to tell you, I smell a little trouble here. Um, I don't know what else is going on in your relationship, but there does seem to be some level of secrecy. Have you looked for other signs? Because it doesn't necessarily mean he's taken it further than that, but could be. Is he spending a lot of time on the internet? Is your sex life suffering? Has his behavior change in any way does he stay out late or not answer his phone at certain times i think you need to sit down and maybe redefine the rules of your relationship like if it's if it's not okay for this kind of uh, as he calls it chit chat with other women then you need to spell that out that it's not okay and that's crossing the line for you and you need transparency to build trust. You need to have or feel that there's a level of transparency. You can't feel like your partner is, um, is hiding stuff there. Ask him also, what if the situation were reversed? What if he had found your emails from to from you to a guy with all kinds of sex talk? How would he have reacted? So throw it back to him and say, well, let, let's try and put yourself in my shoes. How would you feel? Also, unfortunately, there is, there's a risk when you're doing this kind of thing that a person could cross the line into meeting uh, another person. So it sounds like there may, you may be having some marital issues or relationship issues that should definitely be addressed, because he's there's a, he's fulfilling a need by doing this. Is it a need for attention? Does he need to feel more desired? Like what's leading him down that path? And I'm not saying this is a, at all your responsibility or your fault. He's the one who's doing it. But you need to be able to have an open conversation about this to see where your relationship is heading and what you both need from the relationship at this point. A texter writes, they both cross different lines and two wrongs do not make a right. They both owe each other an apology for differing reasons, of course. Uh, yes, I think um, it's possible. I mean, they, she can apologize for that. I mean, he has to apologize for crossing that line. There is a, a, a big line. Now, coming across your partner's emails is, um, it's not like, a major thing. I don't know if she was going fishing for things or they share a computer or whatever. The emails could have popped up. They could be there. Should we be hiding stuff like that from our partner? I don't think so. I really don't think so. Um, another texter writes, he is in the wrong 100%. Another one says, depends. Is it from an online service like a paid cam girl? If that's the case, then no it's not cheating. So you're saying that if it's a cam girl who does this like, like pornography, but live, and you don't really have much of a relationship with that person, except, you know, it's a live person. Um, you're saying no, that it's not cheating. Well, some people might find it cheating or some people might not be comfortable with that. The partner might not be comfortable with that, which is why this kind of thing should be, um, should be discussed. Uh, Texture writes, well, this is a touchy one. When you fall in love with your therapist, do you tell them, do you end the sessions? And if so, who ends it? Does there exist a book on the subject? You may be able to find stuff on this subject, but let me just tell you that first of all, uh, a relationship between a therapist and her or his client patient is, is a, um, it's a, it's an interesting, there's a power dynamic there that exists because it's a one way relationship. Generally speaking, a therapist doesn't share their own uh, details of their life or intimate stuff or have that kind of conversation, but they, but you as the client opens yourself up and sometimes for the very first time to another person and you feel understood and you feel heard and validated. So oftentimes that can be mistaken for feelings of love for that therapist, but it's not a relationship that is at all balanced or could ever be. First of all, it's completely unethical. So it would never happen. Uh, at least with ethical therapists that that kind of thing would never happen. I would say therapists are trained to deal with this kind of situation happening. So I you could tell your therapist that you are uh, developing feelings for them. It's we call it transference. There's you can look up actually if you want to look up the term, look up transference. And you'll see, um, that that kind of explains that, that, uh, that phenomenon that, that is very common. So before you just terminate the session, you might want to have a discussion with your therapist about it. And both of you together might decide that you can terminate it or, um, well, even if you terminated, I don't know, are you saying terminated because you're hoping that they would have a relationship with you? Cause that's not going to happen either, or that shouldn't happen either. Um, there, we are bound by ethics, like an, a whole ethical board. And, uh, that's a, that's a no, no really. And there are schools of thought that say once a patient, always a patient so that you do not have relationships with your um clients i hope that answers your sub your um your question i never had any partners besides for my wife and nor did she is oral sex okay without a barrier no hiv or herpes ever yes absolutely if you've never had any other partners if you uh, there's no worries if uh it's just the two of you and you're uh faithful and, and what have you there's no problem there another texture in terms of the um in response to the internet chatting with another woman it sounds like a form of cheating to me someone else says she was wrong to check his emails however he was wrong too to act the way he did they both owe each other an apology trust is not something that is gained trust is something that is lost maybe she lost trust and that is why she acted the way she did however now he has lost it as well I had something similar in my last relationship not sexting but read my messages to a friend regarding her and it hurt me so much that to me crosses by the way a much bigger line than uh, happening to come across your partner's um, emails Another text writes, did he ever consider how she feels now? He thinks his privacy has been invaded. She must feel so inadequate, and to ask for an apology is pouring salt into a wound. Uh, I I tend to agree with that. I think it's, uh, it's a form of gaslighting, in fact. It's like... You're now the culprit. You're the one who did something wrong. It's a way to deflect the attention on his, uh, his bad behavior in a way. And to say, Hey, you crossed a bigger line than me. Cause you, um, you looked into my stuff and that's a breach and, you know, can go on and on. And then the person's like, uh, okay, but so how about my feelings about what I just found? Right. They've kind of been dismissed and now you're. You're the one who is the, the the perpetrator of something bad, so it's a it could be could be a form of manipulation on uh, on the partner's part. So that could be something there as well. Uh, coming up, I have uh, another email from a young uh, a young listener, 15 years old, that I uh, will share with you coming up. And any other questions or comments. I want to know who was right in this case, the husband or the wife. He demands an apology because uh, she looked at his emails, but she found emails that were completely inappropriate. What would you do? Let me know. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. The pleasure and the politics to the hangups and the heartbreak. You're listening to Passion, CJD 800. Answering your questions tonight, uh, there's one, and I would love you guys to weigh in on this, uh, where a woman, um, a wife, falls upon her husband's emails. She happened to find them, I don't think, I'm not sure she was searching, and she found a couple from a woman. Uh, Full of sex talk, she confronted him, and he's demanding the apology because uh, she went through his uh, personal emails. He said it was harmless, titillating, fun, chit-chat, and she uh, was quite hurt by it. So wanting to know what uh, what we all thought, which one of them crossed the line. Uh, but first, let me answer this question from uh, a 15-year-old. I, Dr. Leroy, I've been listening to your show for a couple of months now. I'm 15 years old, and I notice that you take emails and answer questions on your show. I've been nervous to email you for a while now. Anyways, my question is, I've been friends with this girl for two years, and we are really close. I have strong feelings for her as as in more as, a, as in more than a friend. She knows about these feelings, and she told me, That she feels the same in both ways, as friend and more. I don't know if we should become more because we don't want to ruin our relationship as friends. Also, recently I've not been acting like myself around her. I am more quiet. Please tell me what to do if we should become more than friends and why I am acting different around her. I can't tell you exactly what to do, but, um, I can tell you that probably you haven't been yourself around her is because you are interested in her, uh, romantically. And this makes you a little bit anxious, a little bit nervous, not wanting to maybe say the wrong thing or, or what have you. But my question is like, let's look at the risks here. What if it develops into a great relationship? You're already really good friends. What if it develops into a, a, a great relationship? To me, well, forget to me. What about to you? Is it, will it be worth it to you? Sometimes we need to take that risk, especially you both feel that way. Um, I mean, the ba- your basis is a friendship, which is a great basis for a relationship. But if you both have uh, in, uh, good feelings for each other, romantic feelings for each other, why not? But I also, you're 15 years old, so you're still young and you don't need to feel rushed to do anything. Many a beautiful relationship has started out of a a friendship and sometimes a friendship of years. So uh, don't worry too, too much about that. And you can both admit to it and say, look, why don't we, we can take it slow or let's just be friends first for a while longer and, and we'll see if we still feel uh, the same way. So that's a possibility. All right. So who's, uh, as Natasha would say, whose side are you on? Uh, the, uh, husband who says the wife owes him an apology because she saw, uh, some of his emails or the husband who's been sending emails full of sex talk to other women. I don't know, it seems kind of obvious to me, but uh, hi, Dr. Lori. she is right and he does not deserve an apology. She can never trust him again and I would leave him. Life is too short. Well, I think before that happens, they should work it out and each one should really, really take uh, responsibility. He should take responsibility rather than put it all on her. Like she's the bad guy now, right? At least that's the sense I'm getting. I'm not sure if that's actually what's happening. Uh, in regards to women, uh, woman checking his emails, no apology is necessary because this relationship is doomed. Uh, could be, could be, I, it, I do smell trouble in that relationship. No question about it. My friend hired an escort who also does sexual favors. So more than an escort. Well, generally when we speak about escorts here in, uh, Canada, we think of, uh, of sex workers so they provide services anyways against our warnings he's fallen head over heels for her she's obviously using him so my questions first what is the legality of this it's legal prostitution is legal in. uh, well it's legal what's not legal is living off the avails of prostitution so pimping is not legal but generally speaking at least very tolerated Uh, Second, is there a pattern or something we can tell him to look out for? I know there's nothing we can do. It's up to him to see it and move past, but I'd rather not wait for him to lose all this money or wind up completely destroyed. You're right. He's going to have to make up his own mind, but I have to tell you I've met a few gentlemen in my practice who have come to me saying that they are in love with uh, their massage person who gives them happy ending massages or prostitutes they've hired uh and and who are convinced that the uh, sex worker has feelings for them and i always say all right let's test this out let's uh, go on a date and don't pay like say oh i don't have any money i no i, I you know we have feelings for each other so i should not ha- i'm not paying for the services stop paying stop bringing the money and let's see what happens and then maybe he'll really realize that uh, she's in it for the money it's in their best interest uh, a sex worker to have a client fall for them because it's a recurrent client it, it's and they're safe right it's uh, it's a recurrent client which means uh, a regular pay for that so um has it happened? Like, I, I, like sometimes you're thinking of pretty woman here, right? Like, it's a bit of a fantasy, and maybe that's his fantasy. I don't know. Um, but as as his friends, you can only say, Hey, dude, like, stop, stop giving her money and see if she still falls for you. See if she still wants you. That's the other thing. Anybody else have advice for the, this person? Uh, I'd love to hear. Um, are there any cases here in Canada from a texter of men suing their parents for circumcising them at birth? There are cases in California, the U S uh, some men claim that they were disfigured by this practice. I have yet to hear of any such thing. So if anyone has heard of any cases of men suing their, uh, their, their, uh, parents for, for having circumcised them. I've never heard of that. Uh, never. So I don't know. Uh, texter, uh, clarifies prostitution is legal. Soliciting is not. So, uh, being an escort would be fine as long as you're not on the streets, I guess, soliciting and, and exchanging money on the streets. So, um, it, Yeah. 514-800 if you have any questions for me or comments. Would love to hear some of your comments, especially about this uh, one situation where uh, um, you know the wife f- finds emails full of sex talk, but she gets blamed for going through the emails and he is demanding the apology. I think there's a little bit of manipulation going on there and a little bit of gaslighting for that matter. I don't know. Uh, next up, I'll answer a question about an on-again, on off-again on off again relationship full of uh, conflict. Let me answer that and uh, and any other questions that you have. Text them in at 514-800. Remember, you can always email me. Laurie at drlaurie.com, L-A-U-R-I-E at D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E.com. Passion with Dr. Laurie Batito on CJAD 800. Answering your questions tonight all evening long. This one via email. I've been with someone for the last three years we're both in our late 20s. The problem is that we keep breaking up every six months or so, and it lasts for about a month. When we get back together, everything is so great, but then we start fighting again. Right now things are good, and we are talking about moving in together. Do you think I would be making a mistake? Well, um, I got to say, from what you're saying here, it doesn't sound like you guys are trying to resolve or have resolved any of the issues that caused the fights in the first place. There's a big risk here on and off off relationships is that when you're back on, there's a big honeymoon phase and everything seems great, but none of the issues have been resolved. So they're going to come up again. And if you haven't learned how to resolve conflicts properly, you're going to get back into that same uh, fighting. And I'm curious, you keep getting back together. Is it because you're lonely? Because it's familiar to you? Because what? Uh, do you, uh, are you going back out of fear? Um, and sometimes couples keep coming back to a bad relationship because they start to miss the things, uh, some of these things like having a partner there all the time or having a date on Saturday nights. And then they start to think, oh, maybe it was in my head. Maybe it was all in my head. Maybe it wasn't so bad after all. And so there's a tendency to forget all the negative stuff and just remember What was good? And statistically, I'm going to share with you is that a lot of couples that are on again, off again, don't tend to make it in the long run. And it's simple. It's because the same issues keep creeping back in. So if you don't deal with them and work them out, usually therapy helps with this situation and is not just helps is necessary. Then uh, you can be pretty certain those same issues are just going to keep coming back to bite you. That's the way uh, it goes because the honeymoon period is great, um, but that is not enough to sustain you in the long run. So think about it. And before you move in, why don't you go for couple counseling? It'll save you a lot of heartache and uh, the expense of the move. It'll be cheaper to see a therapist for a few sessions. Uh, By text at 514-800, my boyfriend wants me to try massaging his prostate. What's the best way to stimulate it? Good question. There are a lot of sex toys out there, by the way, that are prostate massagers these days. So basically, if you want to do it with your hand, there's a couple of things you can do. First, see how it feels. If you apply pressure to the perineum. The perineum is that space between the anus and the testicles on a man. If you apply pressure, push upwards and move your fingers around on the outside, but applying pressure, you'll get to that uh, male G-spot area. To have even more of an impact, you would be sticking your finger in his butt and pushing downwards while at the same time as using, let's say, your thumb to press upwards on that uh, area of skin. And you would be uh, there feeling um, and massaging that area. So it's all, it all depends on how comfortable you feel doing that, on how comfortable your partner feels doing that. But a lot of men get a lot of pleasure uh, from that. Let me know how that uh, how that works out. And if you're not comfortable with your own fingers, then I would suggest that you uh, buy him a toy, buy him a prostate massager toy, and you can use that on him. So that's a possibility. In response to our what seems to be our featured email tonight or our email of the night, a woman who comes across her husband's emails sounds to be by accident, but regardless, maybe she went looking, maybe they share a computer, what have you, found a bunch of emails to a woman that was full of sex talk and he got mad. She confronted him. He gets mad and says that she has to apologize to him because of the breach of privacy that she went in and, and, you know, read his uh, personal emails. Personally, I think there's secrecy there, and I believe in transparency. I don't think I think when there's transparency and you 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 trust your partner because there's transparency as well, there's no need to go looking and searching and, and what have you. Most people who go searching for uh, have an some inclination or some clue, other clue that something not kosher is going on, and so they go looking and digging for more. And usually they find because their instincts are usually pretty good. If this is a habit from a a person where you've given no indication, then it could be their insecurities. But in this case, putting it on her that she, that there's something wrong with her because she looked at his emails completely deflects the situation right away from him. And, and it's like, I didn't do anything wrong. It's just harmless chit chat. Well, well, she clearly wasn't comfortable with that, but yet he's demanding the apology, uh, from her. This text writes, unfortunately, his email escapades will continue new email address and he will be more careful, likely been going on for a long time with other women. She is unaware of and will continue feel so bad for her. He is a blank, um, it's unfortunate when, when there's a breach of trust like this, it's going to be difficult for her. Like if there was absolutely nothing going on in a relationship, you want to feel safe and secure and you want to be able to trust your partner. So the answer is sure, honey, you, I understand you came across this. It's okay. You're not okay with this. This will never happen again. But here you have access to my emails. You have my passwords. It's okay. Like I don't want you to worry, right? So you would want transparency, but in this situation, if somebody's sticking to no, you're not allowed to look at my stuff and how dare you. And you, I I deserve the apology. Where is the accountability for the actions that, uh, the person has taken he's the one who's is doing these sex talk emails with someone else reverse the situation i want him to be in that situation and see what if he had come across emails from his wife to some guy and they were full of sexy talk i'm not sure he would have reacted so well i don't think uh you know would she have demanded an apology from him i don't know Anyway, that's all the questions for tonight. Please send them in by email to laurie at drlaurie.com. Anytime, I will answer them at the beginning of every show. Thanks so much for spending your time with me. Uh, thanks to Brian Kalisar, our technical producer. If you want to connect with me on social media, at Dr. D-R-L-A-U-R-I-E, B as in baby, E-T-I-T-O, or you can just go to my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJED, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion.